in Jude, uh, starting with verse 3 of Jude. It said, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though ye once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. And uh, we're going we're gonna to call this, look at Jude this morning, chaff and wheat, chaff and wheat. And um, once again, we're going to, in this, in this, uh, these verses here, we're going we're gonna to see of those that are in the group, that are in the church, that were ordained of old to be there. Um, none, nothing comes about without having been ordained of old, uh, as we view for good or for bad or for the preaching of the gospel or those that stand opposed to the gospel or peers or uh, uh, natural man. Uh, those are ordained of old. What Paul was definitely not standing for the gospel for part of his part of his adult life. He was he he might have thought he was helping God and doing God a favor, but he was there by God's appointment. And when God delivered him and showed Christ revealed Himself to him on the uh, um, on the road that he was on to go not to a prayer meeting, but to destroy more of the church. God, he remembered that in days after that, and Paul did, and used that in his much in his ministry of who put him where he was before and in present time. So th- all these things are ordained of God to come about. They're not something that can be um, second guessed, but but uh, as Jude will deal with these things, and we'll look at them. But uh, in just a. A short review of what we looked at before in this was three things that that we uh, wanted to keep in mind that he brings out that Jude brings out uh, uh, in especially in verse four there it says uh, one point would be that there are going to be those in the church that are opposed to to the grace of God and turning it, it says into lasciviousness or other things that are uh, appointed by God. And two, that they're going to turn the grace of our God into things that are that is not. It's going to dilute it or change it into uh, uh, that word lasciviousness can be uh, several different uh, definitions of it, but in wantonness, shamelessness, outrageousness, or anything that's not square with what, what the grace of God is uh, shown us to be by the scriptures. And then denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. And um, as it talks about diluting or changing the grace of God, any anything that changes uh, the grace of God or what our Lord is, his attributes and what he has done in salvation is denying the Lord. Uh, there's no two ways about it. it um, there's not, as he told the Galatians, there's not two gospels. There's there's one true gospel, and and anything that that uh, differs from that 
or changes that in the slightest bit is not the gospel. It just isn't. Um, and uh, in that call to worship that we had this morning, there was there's um, four points in four verses here that Isaac Watts brought out about Christ, uh, the great prophet, Jesus, our great high priest, Lord and Savior and King, advocate to the people and those amongst others but these these there point to the grace of God and to the true grace of God and to the, who the Lord is to his people and and uh, there's um, if the gospel purported or said to be preached does not contain those things that the Lord is to his people and to his church uh, it is not the gospel uh, no matter how nice outwardly the, the, the person may seem to be or, or appear to be. If the gospel is not there, it, it, it's not there. Um, we're going to look at, at Jeremiah. Turn to Jeremiah, and we mentioned this uh, last time a little bit, but turn to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 23. And there's a, there's a couple of thoughts there that, that uh, I think bear on what we're looking at here. And um, in prior, prior chapters in Jeremiah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of evil that Jeremiah sees going on about him and... and um, he gets into false prophets, false teachers, dreamers, different things like that. Um, uh, but he talk, it starts out in verse or chapter 23 of Jeremiah about him gathering, the Lord gathering the remnant of the flock from wherever it may be. And the Lord gathering them up and, and will put shepherds over them. And um, uh, this is his name. It speaks about the Lord. This is his name whereby he shall be called the Lord our righteousness. And um, he gets on to those that preach a different gospel about, about that. And in, I'd like to look in Jeremiah 23, starting with verse 18. He's talking about uh, profane and false prophets that say they're speaking the Lord's word, but it's not the Lord's word. They say thus saith the Lord and they say something different in and, and uh, verse 18 it said for who hath stood in the counsel of the Lord and hath perceived and heard his word who hath marked his word and heard it behold a whirlwind of the Lord is gone forth in fury even a grievous whirlwind it shall fall grievously up upon the head of the wicked the anger uh, of the Lord shall not return until he have executed, until he have performed the thoughts of his heart in the latter days, he shall consider it perfectly. And down um, verse 25, it says, I have heard what the prophets said, that prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams, which they tell every man to his neighbor as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. 
The prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord? Is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? And here it speaks about those that, that um, it says, Think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams, which they have uh, tell every man their neighbor. And here in verse 28 and 9, it says, The prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat? And there, again, the thought that, that, that brings to mind to me is the, the, the bell, the, the ringing of the true bell or the cracked bell, or the, the false money and the real money, the fake, um, uh, that. And in that regard, what is, what is the chaff to the wheat? We, the wheat is the, is the true food, the true thing of nutrients. The chaff is that which is blown away, which is done away with, is at no value at all and disregarded. The same, same thing with the, with the gospel. The truth of the gospel what it has to go forth and what is valuable. And he says earlier there, he says, contend for this faith that is, that's been once delivered to the saints. The rest is chaff. The rest of it is, is just going to be burned up. And it's not, it's not a, uh, as was, has been said before, it's not a contest or a competition between the gospel and the false. It is the gospel and the, the other is going to fall away and it's going to be burned up. There's no, we're not competing with other religions or other thoughts or, or false gospels or those things. They are, their end is determined. The, the, the wheat is not, it doesn't worry about, the, when they're winnowing out that wheat, the wheat's what they're keeping in that in that basket when they would winnow that that wheat out with the with the breeze when they do it by hand. That chaff would blow away and it was disregarded. They didn't they didn't save the chaff for anything. It was it was blown away and done with. Um, and and I think that that being the the thought there, what's the the wheat and the chaff are not competing things. The gospel and the false are not competing things. The true gospel has to be contended for and put forth, and it will stand. And it is all that will stand. We know that that um, God has said it is so, and it will be so. In uh, Malachi, turn to Malachi, if you would, chapter 3. And you know part of what I'm going to say there, probably. Um, This, and we know that that started out um, uh, with with those um, ones in Malachi contending or or taking difference with what God had said, and and they were putting themselves up as something, and uh, one of the points that that stands out from our looking at Malachi before was they would they would use rotten meat for their sacrifices. And they said, would you take this to the governor? You, you're putting this out as, as something to, the, to, God, to God Almighty, and yet the governor would, would throw you in prison if you, if you tried this. 
And they said, we, didn't, we don't disrespect God. And several things that said that they did disrespect God. And then in chapter 3, um, uh, looking at verses 5 and 6, it says, and it talks about the fire and the, and the refining up above of, 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 that God will cause to happen. In verse 5, it says, I will come near to you in judgment, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, against false swearers, against those that oppress the hireling in his wages, the widow and the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from his right, and fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts. For I am the Lord, I change not, therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. And uh, the... the um, uh, speaking here of that the false witness and those that that as we're going to see in 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 uh, a little bit later in the book of Jude as we get there people that were doing those very things that were contrary to what the, the teaching and preaching of the gospel and those things that it stood for the Lord himself uh, of, of, of showing grace to other people and there's going to be a couple of examples of that and here it's a, there's there's going to be swift judgment come to these and we've seen other passages where it says I'm not a God far off I'm not sleeping and I don't time things as men do but it's, it's a sure thing that God will deliver his people and there will be judgment on those that are not and, and here it's it's showing the contrast here where it says the Lord I the Lord change not therefore you sons of Jacob are not consumed he, he changes not not only does the truth not change but his covenant with his people does not does not change it stands and that's the only reason why God's people are not consumed is because they're, they're in a covenant position that the son delivered his people and that is a sure covenant and it's a sure covenant that those that he did not die for they are going to be consumed it's the other hand of that there are those that are not going to be consumed but there are those who are going to be consumed and that's the, it's a it's a serious matter the 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 teaching and preaching and and holding forth of of the gospel in the in the the true lord that it speaks of uh, in Second Peter, look at Second Peter for just a little bit here. He speaks about some of these same issues that Jude's bringing up. Uh, in Second Peter, chapter two, it says, starting with verse one of Second uh, Peter, chapter two, it says, but. There were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not and their damnation slumbereth not for if God spared not the angels that sinned but cast them down to hell and delivered them into the 
chains of darkness to be reserved under judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, that preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world, turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemning them with an overflow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. And it goes on about that, and we're, and we're going to uh, refer to this again uh, in the coming verses in Jude, but it says that there, as there were false prophets among the people, there shall be false prophets and false people come in, false teachers uh, and um, uh, those that bring in, it says damnable heresies, and those damnable heresies don't have to be standing up and saying there is no there is no lord the lord did not save us those type of things it can some of the if it's does anything that that diminishes who the lord is or dilutes that or adds anything to or takes anything away from that those are damnable heresies those are not there was a there's been one of recent time that uh, by people that had some fame and some uh, recognition uh, that said that was Christ indeed sinless? That is a damnable heresy. That to even think that thought or bring that up out loud, I cannot imagine anybody who claims to believe the gospel to bring up a thought like that. That is contrary. That is that is a damnable heresy, and that that's not really very subtle. But anything that takes away from who our Lord is in any of his attributes is in that category. And as we'll, as we'll see here in, in Jude, those things that, that, he, that he brings up and likens them to terrible things that took place uh, heresy-wise in, the, in, the, in amongst the church and deals with them and will, uh, he, Jude deals with them at some length. And uh, the false ones are going to be in the church. The chaff is going to be there. Uh, and we have to, by can, staying with the gospel, what the gospel says, as on the front of the bulletin it says, no one is so fit a witness for God and his word as God himself in his word. And if, if that be the case, we can be on safe ground because... Um, uh, that's and that's the only safe ground that we can be in. First um, Timothy, please turn to First Timothy. First uh, Timothy, uh, chapter four. It's First uh, uh, Timothy chapter four, something the first verse. It says, "Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared uh, with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created." to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. And it goes on and speaks different, uh, uh, some different issues there. But here it says, the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, 
giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. And Jude indeed gets to that and what the nature of man is by what the natural man is like. That, And not in just the latter times as far as the, sometime down the road, but in all times this took place. In all times uh, uh, there was hypocrisy and um, uh, depart from the faith. We have Cain in the family, and I'm sure that things were still fresh in the minds of Adam and Eve and taught those boys a few things about what they were like by nature and what uh, those coverings represented and, and who they represented. Um, uh, and yet he denied that, denied the Lord, and that that he needed a covering. He brought those things were, that were not a fit offering. The picture of them was not anything of the picture that they had been taught of a sacrifice to God and honoring to God. And yet he, he of his own nature brought those th things that were seemed right in his own eye. And, uh, and Abel, uh, the sacrifice that was the true picture of the Lord and the Savior and that robe of righteousness that, that God provides his people. And, and, uh, and it goes on to other examples here. But it, this, this is things the Spirit, it says, speaks expressly that these will be there. And, and uh, the, the guarding against that, the contending for the faith is, is holding forth the, and lifting up the, the Lord and Savior as the, the true one, the true Savior of his people. And what the scriptures say about that. Um, in John chapter 5, turn the book of John for just a minute. John chapter 5 and... Uh, The, the Lord's speaking here and uh, and I'd like to read it says in verse 22 22 and 23 um, it says for the father judges no man but hath committed all judgment unto the son that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father which has sent him. That they, people, men cannot say that they, that they honor God or love God or those things if they honor not the Son. And they have to honor the Son as it is shown forth who he is in, in those, those attributes and, and uh those many things that that the scripture shows him to be to the church and to his people and um, in in second John turn to the book of second John if you would please A, a short book, but it's, it's written to those that um, that uh, stand in in the grace of God. In verse um, 
starting with verse 9, it says, Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you, and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him God speed. For he that biddeth him God speed is partaker of his evil deeds. And there that, uh, that uh, hath not the doctrines, and abide not in the doctrine of Christ, hath not God, it says. Uh, but he that does abide in that hath both the Father and the Son. And it says, if any come unto you that bring not this doctrine, don't, don't receive it. Don't receive it. And um, it, it's not an option. It's not a, it's not a everyone can think how they, how they believe on everything and, and it's okay. It is not. It has to be what, square with what the scripture shows it to be and him to be. And then um, in, uh, it's a verse I wanted to look at here in, in Titus. Turn back to the book of Titus. Here it's it's speaking in Titus of the of the duties of elders, deacons, and pastors and things, but that doesn't relieve other people from the truth and from <laughs> and it's not just those particular offices or ones that are thought of that have to either contend for the faith or hold forth the gospel and the truth. It's all of, all of God's people are in that, in that same category as far as those requirements. But in, uh, in Titus, first chapter, uh, starting with verse 11, um, it says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. These things, uh, these things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. And then turning back to the, uh, the last bit of chapter 1 of Titus. Verses 15 and 16 it says. Unto the pure all things are pure. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. They profess that they know God but in works they deny him being abominable and disobedient unto every good work reprobate. Um, uh, and speaking of the natural man, it's all he can be is these things. And that, um, uh, and it doesn't mean that we see the worst possible in unbelievers. We don't. We, we often see as <laughs> things that are not uh, as we would have them in ourselves more so than others and and been it's been said that uh that often believers are are were great are greater sinners after they're believers than they were ever before and surely in their own eyes they are that 
if not if not physically that, but in in the, in the in the seeing by nature, as as it says uh, there in Ezekiel, after I deliver open your eyes, after I put a new heart within you, then you'll despise what you are by nature. Then then beforehand you're fine, you're doing you're doing well, and I think even those that speaks about that come in that Jude's speaking about, I believe that there are those that are they think they're doing well. I don't think there's I don't think to come in with the thought I'm going to go and I'm going to turn this church upside down with the false gospel. I don't I don't believe that that's probably in many men's hearts or thoughts, but that's what the outcome is is that they cannot do. They cannot do uh, but that which is evil. They cannot um, uh, do that. They can only deny who he is by nature and only by God's uh, delivering us and putting uh, a new heart in us can we re receive and, and understand any of those things. And then... Um, In first in first John one more time, please. Over here just a bit. In first John, uh, in the second chapter of, of first John. Uh, and starting with verse first um, John two. 21 it says I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth but because ye know it and that no lie is of the truth um, who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ he is antichrist that denieth the father and the son whosoever denieth the son the same hath not the father but he that acknowledgeth the son hath the father also let that therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. If that's which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he hath promised us, even eternal life. And uh, um, again, those that it says that denied the Son hath not the Father, but them that acknowledge and 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 know of the Son hath the Father also. And then along with this, uh, in verse chapter 1 of 1 John, uh, starting with verse 6 and looking down a bit, in verse 5 it says, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if or since we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. But here, expressly and especially here, it says, 
if we walk in the light or since we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and with the blood of Jesus Christ, his son. And, and in verse 9 is one that, that we hold on to dearly too. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And take that thought that, that God's people can go to him with this and remember what, what Jude says about those turning the grace of God into lasciviousness. Shall we sin more? Or Paul said, shall we sin more so it more grace? No, in no wise. This is God's, this is God's people's admonition and what we, what we cling to is being saved by his blood and righteousness. We go to him and it says here, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from those things. And that is, the, that is the hope of God's people and not the changing it into something else. And then as we have done through this study, turn to the last page that you have on Jude here. And I'd like to read verse 24 of Jude in closing. Now unto him that's able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before his presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. And that, that's God's prayer and God, God's people's prayer to him is that, that uh, he is the one that can keep us from falling. And with that, thank you for your attention this morning and uh, be free. <laughs>